You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey again, everybody. Welcome back in to Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? I'm reporting from Tuscaloosa. All right. I dig it. Uh, stay COVID free uh, as best you can. I think that's where we got to start. Obviously, on Fridays, we like to do the prediction show. Um, there are fewer games to actually predict today, so this podcast may be a bit abbreviated. But um, I think we do have to start with the fact that um, Nick Saban tested positive for COVID. There is still hope that that was a false positive. There is still hope that he could potentially coach uh, on on Saturday. But as it stands, it looks like it's going to be Steve Sarkeesian's game, right? I'm optimistic on the uh, Saban news. I'm optimistic. Uh, there's no way to know. How, how will we know? Because there has to be tests that haven't been done yet. Uh, but I'm optimistic that Coach Saban will be uh, negative and will be able to coach the game Saturday night. But even if he does not, you know, one of the things I'd like to stress is, you know, how organized and great Coach Saban has has created our program to the point that the fact that if Coach Saban isn't there, our number two guy in charge, our number two guy has experience doing this and, and not just doing it. Uh, Sark has been a successful head coach. He was a successful head coach at Washington. He was even a successful head coach at USC. We all know why it didn't work out for him at USC. He was not fired for losing games or creating a poor program or not managing the games well. He was fired for a personal reason. Everybody knows what that is involved in football. Uh, He's apparently moved past that and and has conquered that. And uh, we're just very lucky to have a number two guy like Sark. I mean, look, Sark's going to be a number one guy probably next year, probably at a big place. So, other places like, uh, I mean, you, you could almost just name any random Power 5 school, and it's hard to name who their number two guy is. Uh, Alabama's got a guy ready to step in who's done it before, who we all should have total confidence in in terms of managing the game and, uh, and managing the team. So if Saban's unable to go, uh, I have total confidence that, uh, that Sark will have us uh, prepared and, and he'll manage things well. Is there any reason, Jimmy, to think that some of the players are dealing with positive COVID tests right now? I I know that's a fear for a lot of folks. I have uh, no reason to believe that. I mean, and I've asked around. I've asked around. (laughs) So based on me asking around, I've not heard that. However, that is very private information. So I would not be shocked if if we find out tomorrow that it's true. That, that, that we do have players out, but to my knowledge, uh, we do not have any players out. Does somebody in the car have COVID with you? Always possible. Always possible. We just left, uh, we just left uh, Walmart, so always possible. You could have a number of things from COVID to bubonic plague to syphilis right now. <laughs> That's right. That's right. As a matter of fact, headed to the clinic now. And listen, here's, you know, if your TT is burning, go to the clinic. That's all. That's a good motto to have right there. That's a good uh, strategy to live by. Says so on the shirt I'm wearing. (laughs) All right, Jimmy, here's what we're going to do. Going to go ahead and tell everybody about Built Bar and take our first break. 
And uh, then when we come back, we're going to jump into some of these predictions. But Built Bar, go check them out. B-U-I-L-T-B-A-R.com. We talk about them on this podcast all the time. Absolutely delicious. Got a multitude of flavors. Uh, my favorite, of course, is the carrot cake. It is it is awesome. I just love these things. They don't taste like cardboard. That's what a lot of these kind of bar, nutritious bars taste like. You, you eat them and you're like, this is just ground up paper products. No, Built Bar is like eating a, a baby Ruth that's good for you or a Butterfinger that's good for you. Something like that. It's so good. You need to go check them out. Use the promo code Locked On to get 20% off your first order. And it is totally worth it. Just go try it. And if you don't like it, you can send me a, a, a ill-written tweet. I mean, whatever you want to do. I don't care. But I promise you, you're, instead, you're going to be tweeting and Facebooking and DMing me. You're going to be sliding into my DMs talking about, man, Luke, thank you so much for telling us about Built Bar. We appreciate that. That's B-U-I-L-T-B-A-R.com. Go check them out and use the promo code Locked On. All right, Jimmy. Let's do some predictions now. Yeah. Well, um, I can't. Uh, I can't hype uh, Built Bar any better than you did. But I'll just say, imagine eating broccoli, and it tastes like Snickers. That's a good. That's good. I should. Yeah. I'm stealing right. that. That's it. I'm stealing. That's it. I'm stealing I'm that. with that. Uh. Okay. So, Jimmy, um, LSU, Florida postponed. Um, right. Missouri, Vandy postponed, but that one may have been postponed due to lack of interest. Um, I'm not not sure if that was a COVID related issue. Um, (laughs) so Arkansas for the time being is still on, but you never know. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, Ole Miss is on, uh, as a matter of fact, I heard Greg Sankey this morning on a national, uh, interview said that, uh, based on, uh, up to the minute knowledge, uh, no, uh, SEC team today, uh, needed a cancellation uh, pending further tests, but he seemed optimistic that the remaining five games would all go forward. So what do you think about that game then? Well, uh, first of all, I think Alabama fans could overrate Ole Miss just a little bit based on what happened last week. Uh, Cause really what happened uh, was, was just kind of an extreme message of what we already knew. Ole Miss is really good on offense and they're really bad on defense. That to me makes this a good matchup for Arkansas. The reason being, Arkansas is going to struggle to score points every week. However, they probably won't struggle to score points against Ole Miss. This is a game Arkansas can score enough points to win. And defensively, somehow, someway, Arkansas has been pretty good. I'm going to pick Ole Miss to win the game because I think in the end, Ole Miss will just have a little too much firepower here. But am I going to be surprised if Arkansas wins? Not at all. Uh, I think this is kind of a good matchup for Arkansas. Uh, that being said, Alabama fans like to criticize the defense. I mean, watch Arkansas defend uh, Ole Miss this weekend. Uh, I, I bet you Ole Miss scores fewer points with fewer yards against Arkansas than they had against Alabama. So make that what you will. But in the end, uh, Ole Miss will beat Arkansas, outscoring them. Uh, I think Ole Miss wins this game 41 41- to 31. Um, I like that score, but I'll say that, that one of the reasons I think Ole Miss was allowed to score so many points against Alabama is because we score so quickly in general. Right. Um, right. And Arkansas is not going to go that route. So, uh, yeah, and they may, Arkansas may not do like the super fast hurry up 
because it may not affect Arkansas the way it affected us or whatever. I don't know. I mean, I, th- I do think Ole Miss wins this game, though. I think you're absolutely uh, right about that. Let's talk about Auburn and South Kakalaki. This is an interesting game. I think the spread is weird. Um, it feels like it should be Auburn about minus seven or eight, and it's only three or three and a half. Um, that strikes me as bizarre. I don't know that I really think South Carolina can win this game, but somebody thinks South Carolina can win this game. And um, I think we're about to see, you know, if Gus were to lose this game and, and Bo too, this is a pivotal game for Bo Nix and for Gus Malzahn, if you ask me. If they were to lose this game, I think people lose a lot of confidence in both of them. Well, I think they might. As a matter of fact, I'm going to say that they will. Uh, I, I think one of the – you know, it's easy when when you're losing. When teams lose, it's sometimes harder to see that they're getting really good performances from a player or two. But South Carolina is getting outstanding performances from, from their new quarterback, Colin Hill, uh, the running back, uh, uh, Martin, isn't that his name? He's, like, new to me. I can't yeah. believe he's this good. Yeah, Martin. If you've never seen him, he's new to you. If I've never seen him, so he's new to me. Uh, he's been really good, though, and, uh, and, and the quarterback's good. Uh, it's at South Carolina. Uh, both teams really need a win. South Carolina needs a win to save Will Muschamp's job if it's still savable. Uh, I like South Carolina to win the game. I just simply think they're going to score more points. Auburn has really struggled on offense. Uh, South Carolina has lost games, but – they have uh, they have played pretty impressively at times. Uh, I don't think the South Carolina team is that bad. I think it was at Auburn. I think Auburn would find a way. Auburn could easily be sitting here 0-3, could have easily lost to Kentucky and last week based on how the games played out. Uh, I like South Carolina to upset Auburn this weekend. I think South Carolina wins this game 24-21. to now, that would be uh, a rather large upset if you ask me. I mean, I know in terms of point spreads, et cetera, it doesn't seem like that big of an upset. But this is a uh, pivotal game, I think, for, like I said, for Bo Nix and for Gus Malzahn because you lose a game like this um, and you're two and two with – you got Ole Miss coming uh, up right after this, which uh, they obviously have a high potent offense that's going to – and you're just not going to have a lot of confidence at traveling over to Oxford. So, yeah, I can see this being a, um, a game that, that is must-win for Auburn, and therefore I'm not excited about doing that. I wish I didn't do that, but I'm doing that. So that's what's happening. I'm going to pick Auburn to win something like 27 to 24, uh, but I'm not, I'm not going to let them cover. If I'm going to pick them, I'm damn sure not going to let them cover. <laughs> uh, Texas A&M and Mississippi State, Jimmy, talk about it. Boy, tough, uh, tough because Mississippi State has been the yo-yo, right? I mean, they – they're so impressive in week one, and they're so putrid back last week. So so what is Mississippi State? I don't know what they are. I just know Texas A&M is a better team. Now, A&M does have to go on the road. A&M is due for a letdown coming off their big win. But in the end, A&M just has a lot more good players than Mississippi State. Uh, Miss, uh, Costello even was benched for a portion of the game last week against Kentucky. They could end up scoring a lot if they do. I think A&M will, will just outscore them. Uh, I also think State's uh, defense has kind of played above their head. Uh, they'll, they'll come back to 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 to, to ground zero uh, next uh, tomorrow. I think A and M wins this game uh, comfortably. Uh, I'm going to say uh, Texas A and M wins 42 to 20. I think that's a good score as well because you know here's the thing: um, if uh, if 
Jimbo Fisher were to lose this game, any goodwill from the Florida win goes sort of flying out the window. So I think this game is is really important for him to win. Whereas uh, in terms of Mississippi State, it's just not – I mean, Mike Leach got that first big win, and it doesn't matter what LSU does the rest of the year. I think that Mississippi State – people are going to trick themselves into believing, hey, you know what? We can do that all the time once we get his guys in here. And I think the truth of the matter is, what I've been saying all along, is that uh, they hired him 10 years too late. And I think that it's going to be more like occasionally Mississippi State will sneak up and beat a big boy. But for the most part, they're going to get beat down by whomever they play um, because they're just not going this system's a little antiquated. And I think that uh, stadium waddles into – there's one other – what other SEC game am I missing here? Oh, Kentucky and Tennessee. Kentucky and Tennessee, that's actually a very good game. Um, what you got? I think that there's a lot of pressure on Tennessee here to bounce back after the loss to Georgia. They played a really impressive first half versus Georgia. Really played for, for 30 minutes, battled Georgia, uh, you know, uh, evenly. And then they sort of gave the game away in the second half. Really, uh, Georgia capitalizing on Tennessee mistakes uh, is how Georgia pulled away there. Tennessee's got to prove this week that they're a good team. And if they are good, they'll, they'll beat Kentucky, and I think they will. Uh, I do think it could be tight. Kentucky's pretty good. They're very good defensively. They have a good offensive line. This is a battle of two of the best three offensive lines in the SEC. Both teams run the ball really well. I think this could be an old-fashioned SEC game with a lot of runs, a lot of defense. Uh, in the end, Tennessee wins 24-17 to 17 over the Kentucky Wildcats. Yeah, I think Tennessee's in, in a bad spot here. You know, you have to play Georgia – and then you play a Kentucky team that's uh, a bit of a wounded animal. And then next week, of course, you have Alabama. So they, they catch Kentucky at a pretty bad time. Um, Kentucky did get a win last week, which they needed. And maybe they're getting it together a little bit. I'm going to predict Tennessee to win, but I think it's going to be by the slimmest of margins. And the, that, that way, the Alabama-Tennessee game has a little bit of meaning the very next week. All right, Jimmy, let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to give our predictions for Alabama and Georgia. All right, Jimmy, Alabama, Georgia, ran, ran away, baby. <laughs> Not too much raining. Look, uh, you know, the, the, the buildup to Alabama, Georgia is this, and, and, and this isn't breaking new ground. This isn't nuclear physics here. Alabama's outstanding on offense. I mean, this could be the best offense in college football, not just one of the best offenses in Alabama history. It is. It, it, it may be the best offense in college football. Very balanced, can throw it, can run it. Stars everywhere. Mac Jones, great ball distributor, distributing the ball to future NFL talent like Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddell, Najee Harris, Brian Robinson also looking very good the last couple of weeks. Alabama's offense is great. Well, so is Georgia's defense. Georgia has very possibly the best defense in all of college football. So really, what a matchup. That's what, what game day we'll be talking about for three hours tomorrow broadcasting from Tuscaloosa will be, wow, what a matchup of this awesome Alabama offense versus this awesome Georgia defense. Well, I think the game is going to be decided when neither unit is on the field. This game is going to be about Georgia's offense versus Alabama's defense. Because if Georgia's offense can score at will, much like Ole Miss did a week ago, then Alabama's offense will not be able to keep up. Yes, Alabama's offense is going to have a lot of success against Georgia's defense, more so success than, than anyone will have all year long. But Georgia will get a stop. 
Ole Miss was incapable of stopping Alabama. If Alabama had 15 more possessions against Ole Miss, Alabama would have scored 15 more touchdowns. That will not be the case against Georgia. They will get their stops. So Alabama must get stops against Georgia for Alabama to win the game. I believe Alabama will get those stops. I, I think a much improved Alabama defense playing against a style of offense that better suits them against a quarterback who's more game manager than playmaker and Stetson Bennett the fourth. I think Alabama gets those stops on defense. Georgia gets their stops too. And Alabama wins 27-24. Late field goal from Will Reichard is the difference. If that's the score, then you know Alabama's streak of scoring 35 points is out the window. And I had a crossover episode with Locked On Dogs yesterday, and the uh, the host from that podcast said there is zero chance Alabama scores 35 points. I do believe Alabama can score 35 points in this game. However, I am going to predict Georgia to win just because, number one, I kind of hope it's a reverse jinx because I'm so bad at picking things. Um, but uh, I, I, I also truly believe – that, that that this thing has got to end sometime. This streak uh, of beating assistants has got to end sometime. This streak against Georgia has to end sometime. And why wouldn't it end at a time when we're uncertain if our head coach will be roaming the sidelines? Why wouldn't it end at a time when we have zero confidence in our defense? Now, Georgia has lost Monty Rice for the game potentially due to a foot injury. So there is a chance he won't play. I think that is huge if he were to be out of this game. But – um, I'm like you. I, the more I think about it, the more I realize I think Georgia's defense has a better shot of stopping Alabama's offense than um, Alabama's defense has of making it where the Alabama's offense stretches out the lead enough where we're safe. I, maybe that wasn't a great way to put that, <laughs> but I think that uh, it is, you know, it's almost like ones versus ones when Alabama's on offense and Georgia's on defense and twos versus twos, or maybe even threes versus threes when uh, it's the other way around. But uh, the, the, the key to me is how Mac Jones is going to deal with pressure. He's going to get more pressure this game than he's gotten maybe ever. Um, even when he faced an Auburn team with Marlon Davidson and, and Derek Brown getting more pressure this game the positive about that is it leaves Alabama receivers probably out there uh, dealing with somebody who's on an island and I, I like that matchup but I'm just telling you Jimmy there's we also have not done well in games like this uh, in Tuscaloosa when we are a minimal favorite and um, we uh, we we just don't seem to have a great record. I think it's like three and five or something like that. I mean, we lost to Auburn as a favorite in 2010, lost to uh, LSU last year as a small favorite. Um, you know, you're just going down the list. It's just not a, a good thing for us. I mean, we're used to dominating people, and if we don't dominate you, we can be in trouble. Um, so I don't think we'll dominate this game. I hope I'm wrong. I really do. I want to be wrong. And, and the other thing that bothers me, Jimmy, is – you know, I don't know that we have a home run threat in, in terms of a running back. Now, one way we may have combated that, we used uh, – we had running plays designed for both Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle against Ole Miss. And so maybe right. that's our way of saying, okay, we're going to find a way to get our home run threats the ball at, via handoff as quickly as possible so that at least you have to uh, pay attention to that. But, again, we talk about it all the time. Najee Harris, longest career run at Alabama, happened last week, and it's now 39 yards. So, 
Uh, we just don't have that breakaway threat at running back, which I think would be very helpful in a game like this, especially if they're going to get a lot of people in the box and we can get a slight crease. Um, I just don't see Najee going something like 80 yards for something like that. So I'm going to predict Georgia to win. I want to say something like 36-35. I mean, something really close. But, um, man, I just I hate to feel this way. But I'd rather feel this way and be um, very happy when the game's over than feel overconfident and be bummed out the rest of the week. I'm not overconfident. I'll say that. I like Alabama to win. I like Riker to win it. Am I overconfident? Uh, no. All right, buddy. Well, let's, uh, you know, basketball practice started, and so that's going pretty well. And apparently Nate Oates had COVID back in uh, June, which, you know, hey, uh, that didn't get I – mean, if Nick Saban so much has a small, uh, di- slight discoloration on his perineum, we find out about it. <laughs> but if Nate Oates, Nate, Nate Oates had COVID and nobody knew shit. That's pretty yeah. crazy. Yeah, it is. But we shouldn't be we shouldn't be surprised. I mean, just look at look at how big the Saban having COVID story is. When just a couple of weeks ago, Florida State's head coach had COVID, and half America's already forgotten about that. So yeah, yeah he can't a, even get arrested in Tallahassee. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's Nick Saban's uh, world. The rest of us are just living in it. The first three stories on ESPN's college football page are about how Alabama is going to deal with the Nick Saban COVID issue, which certainly is very telling. Meanwhile, Kool-Aid McKinstry has confirmed it's going to be 4-15, October 25th. Uh, that's a week from Sunday that he will make his announcement. I know Alabama still feels good. I have found a little more information that makes me feel even better about Alabama's stance. And then uh, basketball-wise, Langston Winston should be committing to Alabama, the number two JUCO prospect in the country, on Sunday. And Alabama's leading in the crystal ball predictions for Charles Bediaco, I believe is how you say it. And then know, uh, We all know Houston. who you're talking about anyway. Yeah, they, you know what I mean. Another Canadian. How about that? So that's it, buddy. And, uh, hey, man, pull them through, okay? Are you going to the game? Uh, I'm in Tuscaloosa going to the game or not is up in the air. All right, buddy. Roll Tide. Roll Tide.